0: And here we are, oh <laughs> uh, boy! I mean, it's exactly what I said. It's, it's nothing different because all we're doing is we're just talking. The only difference is we have to be—I don't really know how quiet to be right now.
1: You mean for the kids?
0: Yeah. Oh. Um, but um, the this— girl, I, too, see. I hope so. The, the way this purple looks, it's like it's really trippy. It makes me look like I'm some kind of. Like Ghost or something. <laughs> but uh, anyways, well, thanks for joining me, Ashley. You know the, um the title of this episode or this stream is? What? It's called Bring It to the Table.
1: That that scares me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you kind of looked out because we're not doing the actual podcast and we're just... Literally just chatting today That's why we're ghetto rigging it with your your camera But um, Yeah Yeah it's called bring it to the table So it's funny I didn't have none of this stuff planned out At least in terms of What we're actually going to talk about Because there's a bunch of stuff that we can do But since this isn't the official episode um, You said something to me That I wanted to address
1: And what is that?
0: just wanted to ask you. You said something about confidence.
1: Oh, Jordan.
0: (laughs) So I'm here to ask you on the table, on the kitchen table, because that's where we are. Well, that's where we are as a kitchen table, so go ahead. I want you to tell me, maybe it's different for girls, but... I want you to tell me what it is that Self-confidence means to you Because you always talk about Oh I'm not confident Uh This this and that What does that mean in your own words
1: Well I mean To put it simply like Just being comfortable in your own skin Like if you're not comfortable in your own skin Then I don't see how you can have confidence To really do anything
0: What does that mean to be confident In your own skin like you're black Like how does that
1: It has nothing to do with race. It's just like, just how you look. Like, if I'm not happy with how I look, how am I supposed to be confident?
0: I'm glad you asked because confidence doesn't come in how you look. Is that the only thing that you're concerned about?
1: Well, no, but it's a pretty big component for me. Like, what is it for you?
0: I mean, it comes in many different forms. Self confidence is literally. What I learned is it doesn't have anything to do with how you look or anything like that. Cause if you tie it to something external, then it's not going to last long. And it is subject to change based off of your appearance or whatever changes in life. Like for me, it's just like I told you, it's a mental thing. It's literally something that you're just telling yourself in your mind. Something that in my head, I'm saying, Ooh, I don't feel very confident today. Why? See the opposite.
1: I mean, I can, it's just, I guess it just comes in different circumstances. Like today I had the interview and you know how I get when it comes to talking to new people. Like I'm good with talking to like, like meeting new regular people that I'm not interviewing for a job, but like I can like turn on my confidence then and put on a mask and pretend that I'm confident, even though on the inside, I'm like dying. But I mean, obviously I did well enough cause I got the job, but like i said i can turn it on and off in situations like that but i don't know when it comes to like being on camera or i don't know i i guess it's just things where your insecurities show out like for me it's my voice because you know i always talk about how i hate my voice and
0: everyone hates their voice (laughs) when they hear it that's that's literally a scientific thing like it's
1: it's just like like i said it's just where those little insecurities come out like my voice
0: in in my appearance okay and what if i told you there's absolutely no difference whatsoever you talked you said that when you have an interview you can put on the mask and pretend and and have self-confidence just just to get through it on the inside i'm dying what if i told you there's no difference
1: it certainly feels like there's a difference to me
0: There's no difference in how you should feel. That's what self-confidence is, is literally telling yourself, even though it's not physically true or physically real, that's what you have to tell yourself. That's literally how it works. Things don't come to you without you basically going after it or calling it to an existence. That's like, why that exists
1: That doesn't really seem like confidence to me That just seems like being brave in the situation No
0: that's not being brave because it's not situational It's something that you always have to For me
1: it feels situational For me it is Like I don't feel the most confident right now But like I said earlier in the interview I wasn't but I put on that mask And I did it anyways
0: But you compartmentalize it You, you are saying it's a situational thing It's not Well,
1: Yeah that's for me
0: But it's not, though. I'm saying in general for what works and what it is, you have the wrong idea about what self-confidence is. It's not tied to anything. It's not situational because for me, you know, I've always talked about how I had weight issues and I wasn't very happy with how I looked for a long time. I used to wear jackets, in 100 degree weather. And that's why I have bad posture now, because I used to always bend over basically because I thought that it, it hid my fat more. And my brother used to call me fat all the time, all the time. Every time we really? had some kind of, like in a mean way. Of course, especially anytime we had some kind of argument, oh he always gosh. he always would bring that up every single time.
1: I feel like that's like the worst thing that somebody can do to you is like attack you on your insecurities when you're, <laughs> when you're down in an argument. That's so messed. It up. happened.
0: It's funny. Actually, it just popped in my head the other day when I was just thinking about that. Like, man, we used to be so mean to each other, and it wasn't even like always. It felt so just mean spirited. But um, yeah. I mean, that's what I had to deal with. I actually had somebody reinforcing it to me that I was fat.
1: <laughs> it's <so> funny. <laughs> that is just so messed up. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I mean um, I think I'm
1: laughing because I know your brother And I I can just picture him saying it It's not funny, that's really mean It's really mean I'm sorry, go ahead Yeah
0: And um, I I don't know if I I might pronounce the name wrong But uh, Filio Fats and Games Thanks for the kind words, appreciate it But, um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing for me is just like, I always had somebody reinforcing it and what I eventually learned, especially working in sales and having to do all this stuff, it, that is literally what it is. You're always coming out of your comfort zone. You're always having to do that because if you don't have confidence in you, even though it's not manifested by something physical, then it's never going to happen. That's why I like, that's pretty much why I dress in Go out in regular In like nice clothes and stuff like that. Even if I'm, you know, you see me do it all the time. Going to Walmart.
1: Yeah, I'm always like, why are you doing all that just to go to Walmart?
0: That's why, because it reinforces that. What I always tell you, you are the brand, you are the brand, and so, like again, like you had an acting background. I've done it before too. There's no, like, there's literally no reason. Like you understand so where where you that say comes that, from. Like,
1: y- and I feel like you should I guess you do understand where I'm coming from but it's just different when you're going from doing that before looking one way and then here you are now years later, three kids later birth control later and you're in completely different skin, it's like stepping out into the world like as a completely different person well so I'm trying to work on that which is why I agreed to do this because I felt like it would help me work on my confidence so you're
0: welcome i mean i'm, I'm welcome like, you
1: said thank you for coming on to the show so i was just saying you're welcome
0: you i mean you're kind of you're kind of tied to the show <laughs> tomorrow, you, tomorrow you're welcome you said it in the
1: beginning you said thank you
0: well anyways but no that's that's what it is like i i get it because obviously it wasn't always like that. I know. You...
1: Okay, so I was gonna say. So you you mean to tell me that back then, when you were fat, you felt confident?
0: Yes, because there are things. Jordan, somebody are... who's
1: confident doesn't put on huge jackets and sweaters in hundred degree weather.
0: But see, I didn't get to the end of that story. That was at first, but it still showed itself in different ways, and it's obviously because it was a growing thing at that point no i didn't feel it because i didn't know any better like i do now and the thing is you have me talking to you all the time you live with me i tell you all the time it's like the first time you heard this stuff but when you know better you do better i didn't know any better at the time but even then it still started to manifest itself in different ways like when i had my friend austin he would um and then the thing like i told you he was the the, the white metalhead. like he um he lived in the ghetto like he lived in projects but he was a metalhead and it was like the most weird thing, the most weird image, like this white boy with long hair, skater looking, you know, everything getting on the same bus, getting on the same, like the same bus stop with all the other people from the hood. And, um, and this is the guy that taught me that screw what everybody else thinks about you. If you like to do it, then just do it. And that's why, like even freshman year of high school, when I went to Crooms, I was running away from my friends, but when I went to, when I went to high school, freshman year, that's when I was really at my, um, I guess my rawest form. Because like I said, I wasn't, maybe if you asked me straight up, no, I wasn't confident, but freshman year, at my at my school, we had to wear, at Crooms, we had to wear uniforms and so everybody looked the same anyways
1: i was gonna say i feel like that should make it better
0: i mean somewhat not really but um like it's we all were the same things but that i was not afraid to be myself and i made some of some of the best friends for you know some of them um that i've had just being myself i noticed that when i'm by when i'm myself i'm at my happiest if I'm pretending to be something that I'm not, even if, and I'm not talking about just confident, but if I'm pretending to be something I'm not, then that's just not confidence. You see it all, it all ties together. And I've gotten to a point where I learned that you literally just have to just, I mean, literally that's where the the saying comes from. Fake it till you make it. I
1: was gonna say that that's basically what I did earlier today. And that's, that's what I try to do I try to do that I try to fake it until I make it sometimes it ends up working out sometimes I go over the situation and I'm just like okay that didn't work but I mean most of the time it works I should I just I don't know I guess I still feel like I that core is just not in me like I'm still faking it I haven't made it
0: yet (laughs) nobody makes it (laughs) <laughs> Nobody really makes it. That's it's the same thing in sales. Like and there's something that I recently stumbled upon. I feel like that kind of completes everything that I I learned over the years. But I recently heard it literally just the other day and it was a video I watched and somebody said that you think the people that succeed are winning and happy because they're winning. No, they were that person before the wind started coming, and isn't that crazy to think about? That, like, I think about somebody like Sid. You know, where I used to work yeah. at Fat Merchant, and like Danny and all them. And I mean, while the while the cards were clearly stacked in their favor, at some point it wasn't always like that. Because so I remember Sid was one of the first um, account executives at at that place. Yeah She was one of the first And so she wasn't That was before The marketing machine came That was before All the extra stuff That helped them out Before she became Enterprise sales exec But It makes me It made me think about her And how you have to be That person Beforehand Because And I thought It was the craziest thing When I heard it I was just like Man That's what it is I get it now
1: That makes me think About you too though
0: How? Like
1: Remember Your birthday card I wrote what did I write on your birthday card about you having a positive attitude? Like, no matter what life deals you, like, after all the things that you just been through over and over again, just even from a career standpoint, and yet you just keep getting back up on your feet and doing new things, like, I just feel like once you actually break through, it's gonna be like, well, he was always that person. He never let it get him down. Like, I feel like that's you.
0: I feel like you low-key just discovered it though Because I never thought of it that way But it's Whoops. it's still the same Because like I remember and I I always tell you um, I'll never forget when in Royal it Was just like dude I can't wait till you make it And that hit me so hard I was just thinking like man It feels like we're just gr- grinding and striving now But if something ever were to happen to where we get to the point to where we had always talked about, that would just be the ultimate.
1: Yeah, I I get that way, too. And like I even try to remind myself, even for those small ones that we do, like I try to tell you, like, look where we used to live in Village Lakes when we first moved in together and got married to like look at this house that we live in now Like,
0: I mean for better or for worse I look at this house and I'm like dang this is expensive (laughs) you know
1: yeah but it's so nice
0: yeah but finances
1: (laughs) but still like years ago when we first got together we would have never been able to live in a place like this so it's just little things like that that I try to think of along the way even with those what feels like big defeats that make me like okay this is a big win at the same time
0: you know I think what happened over the years and it definitely was a process but what's happened is I have become that person just because and that's why like you said those setbacks the stuff that happens career-wise and bad things don't really phase me like that is because it's it becomes so ingrained in your system when you train yourself that way just like with anything like going to the gym working out you you can you you train yourself to do or to be a certain way and for me what happens is i eventually train myself to just it's not it's at the point now where it's unshakable to where
1: did you fake it until you made it is that is that what you did
0: I wouldn't even say I had to fake it Because eventually The more you keep Rehearsing something Even if for that Very split second It's not really true It's not really there Um You know It just becomes A part of you At that point Because Because I'm not saying that Because I mean You're, you're right here I, It's not like something Magical is happening. It's not like I'm balling And making millions of dollars And now really no, I don't really but, know Where the rainbow leads But, but I try but, to
1: keep in mind Like I said I, I always try to keep in mind Like where we came from And where we're going But how far we've come
0: Yeah I think of it that way too But now it's just The most important
1: part is just not to be where you were Yesterday
0: Yeah I mean that is the point and that's the thing But it doesn't always have to be personified By something that happens It doesn't always have to Be a positive result in order for me to feel like Oh Okay I must be doing something right Because a lot of times you're not going to feel like you're going the right direction You ain't going to feel like (laughs) You know you're headed in the right place Because every freaking day It feels like an uphill battle And it happens But it doesn't have to be Like you said earlier today It doesn't have to be that way And that's kind of my motto for life It just doesn't have to be like that You don't have to be miserable You don't have to have a job that you hate Now understand the The alternative Is going to be a lot harder For you but a life worth having is worth fighting for, right? So that's why, to me, you almost can't—you can't tell me anything different. Even if whatever the bad stuff happens, I, you know, right now I ain't, I'm not—I don't have a traditional job. But and and to some people that's scary. That's like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? It could yeah, be just because the fact that I have another check coming. But <laughs> I'm <laughs> chilling been right been now. <laughs> like
1: this time. <laughs> yeah and, a little bit of cushion
0: yeah and um the, and I, the I just, fact
1: that you're skilled in other things than just what your day job is, I think that's a huge relief
0: yeah, that's my problem. I just the day job thing is who was I telling this to? I could' have sworn I mean, me and you talk about everything, but I feel like I was telling you this, probably, but um. What was I saying about it? Like, it feels like every place that I go to, eventually the thing happens to where I start to, I think I was telling the the recruiter this when I was interviewing for somewhere and I was telling her every place I get to, I feel like eventually at some point I'm always going to do what you say first, but I always have this habit of wanting to leave things better than I found it. And I get that from competition, like drum corps, indoor, it's just, that's just kind of the thing. And that's what we always say, whether it comes to clean up, clean up after yourself, after you eat, after dinner break or whatever it is, always leave things better than how you found it. And that's how I teach the kids now at Seminole, To just leave the things better how you found it. So the percussion program, I want to leave it better than I found it. I want to leave it better than I had it when I was there. When I worked in any position Which is why Fat Merch eventually promoted me Is because I wanted to leave the SDR department Better than I found it Because there is at some point Going to be something that's broken And a lot of people um, Which that's fine That that kind of separates And I have no problem taking on this, this title Because I don't really I, I'm not you first know,
1: Sometimes the, it comes at an expense to you
0: That and also It's just <sighs> that's what leadership actually is though. I don't, I'm not quick to take on that title. Cause I think it's at the end of the day, it's just a title, but that's kind of what separates the leaders from the people that don't do that. <laughs> the ones that try to fake it and try to just use it for the position because people, leaders will act, they will do stuff for one. To, um, they will do things when people aren't looking. Number two is it will always be the, because no one else will attitude. Because no one else will. And I get that from growing up at my parents' house. Because... Oh, yeah, the
1: stories. Uh,
0: Yeah, when the dishes pile up in the sink. And I promise you, they stay like that for days.
1: Until you go and do it.
0: Yeah, it's a standoff. It's literally like, all right, who's going to do it before um, before my mom says something? Literally And I mean I'd be having this conversation With myself Cause ain't oh, nobody in the house know, Asking who's gonna be Doing the dishes I
1: know I know that happened to you Because when I moved in <laughs> And me and your I think I think it was only Dwayne That I really had that problem with But like I would see his dishes In the sink And then it got to the point Where I would purposely Start washing my dishes And leaving his dishes That I knew he used In the sink And it would just sit there For days And I'm like Hey, you think you can wash out your uh your dish that you put in the sink there like it was just
0: yeah uh. and and that's the thing it would always be a standoff like all right so if the trash doesn't get and this happened almost every week because the trash would get taken out twice a week tuesdays and fridays and so at least i believe so yeah i think like tuesdays and fridays is trash day and so you for me, a lot of the times I find myself in this situation, you have a choice to make because the trash man, unlike here, he comes with the crack of dawn over there. And so if you don't put out the night before, which is completely crazy that you don't put it out the night before most of the time, because that's why I kind of do it now over here, because I, I'm just like trained that way. Like, oh my gosh, he's going to come at the crack of dawn. I got to have the trash out. Cause I don't want to wait. I have to wake up super early just in case he decides to come exactly. earlier.
1: And then it throws off his sleep schedule.
0: Yeah, I mean it didn't it didn't affect me because I was usually up anyways, but um like I know he's gonna come at the crack of dawn and the trash is not out there and the other guy is who's supposed to that was his one that was literally his one job
1: take out the trash yeah like got one job man one
0: job one job one responsibility and that was to take out the trash and he'd be fast asleep (laughs) fast asleep and here it is it's almost seven thirty that you hear you hear the trash truck in the road. (laughs) And you look
1: outside the window, and there's no trash bin.
0: Literally all the time, almost every every freaking trash day. So you have a choice to make. You can you can just sit back, let the, let the world burn, let the trash sit there, and you know parents are gonna complain. He's gonna do nothing about it, and
1: did you ever get the blame? for that or was that just was no it was that literally in particular on
0: that, i mean sometimes my parents they wouldn't try me like that because <laughs> that was one of those things to where it happened once or twice but at the end of the day they know like that was his one job so it was, it's always going to follow him but to me it's annoying having to hear that it's annoying having to go around the carousel thing because as a kid growing up i wasn't the smartest and i always had to repeat things Hence, why I had to repeat the seventh grade, almost eighth grade, almost the ninth grade. Actually, let's rewind back to fourth grade. Actually, because I had, yeah, basically from starting from fourth grade up until high school, I had almost had to repeat a grade. I think the only grade that I didn't have that trouble with was sixth grade. I don't know how, because I don't remember doing anything in sixth grade. But um, no, that's just how it was. I had to repeat stuff, so I hate doing things over. And over again or having to go around monotonously so naturally i got tired of hearing my parents complain about that and eventually like i said if you're
1: doing it yourself yeah
0: like it because it's because no one else will the house will be dirty it will stay dirty who's going to clean it because you know there's like a three-day grace period three or four days to where something that stayed the same around the house and the first person that will sound the alarm and start you know, going at it is my mom yeah, and she'd she be like
1: when she starts cleaning. It's like, uh oh, no,
0: nah, she wouldn't clean it, though. They like, she would just like bad then when she had us in the house, she wouldn't clean it. She would just say, but, you know, just kind of a, saying something like I want. I wonder why this th- these dishes still in the sink. I wonder why this this room still look like this, that kind of stuff so
1: and you probably had no parts in it in the first place
0: most of the time no because especially as we got older and eventually when I got my own car like I try to be home as little as possible so most of the time I stayed up in my room or I was in two rooms the game room either playing a video game or in my room and I tried to keep it that way because I really didn't because I knew as I got older I got a little bit smarter and I said if I'm not contributing to the mess then you shouldn't I,
1: have to clean it up
0: Oh no I knew I was gonna have to clean it up <laughs> But I just I felt better about myself knowing that Great I'm not contributing to the problem So I don't feel as bad having to clean it up Because I'm the one that I'm not the one that did it and left it like this Like
1: That's a noble way to feel Cause I would have been like I didn't make that mess I'm not cleaning it I'm not, I have nothing to do with it <laughs> I don't know definitely. I grew up an only child So maybe that's just me
0: That's definitely only trial syndrome Cause you ain't got that kind of choice When you have siblings That's what you signed up the kids for They gonna have to deal with it
1: No I'm not doing that to my kids If one person makes a mess Then they can clean it up Not putting it on their other siblings To do it And if they're too young To clean it up then I'll clean it up
0: you say that now Let's let, let's see how you feel 5-10 years from now When they're old enough
1: Well 5-10 years from now If they're old enough to, They'll be old enough To clean up their own mess
0: That's what I'm saying They won't
1: <laughs> They will in this household
0: Yeah so I mean I say all that To say is It's because No one else will And that's the thing That pretty much Keeps me ticking Is because If I'm not the one I heard somebody Refer to it I think it was and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong but Ed Milet he's a a motivational speaker he has a I'm thinking I think he's a billionaire he's got a, like a bunch of different houses on different islands but um he always I remember he said the other day is do you want to be that one I'm the one in my family I'm the one that changed the trajectory of the entire family line because, you know, because at at, some, at one point you can look at any rich and wealthy family and then just say, sure. okay, and, where did
1: this start? Who was that one?
0: No, nah, yeah. He, he just said any, at one point that family wasn't wealthy but one came along. He was that one and that's kind of how I feel like. I feel like I have to be that one because no one else will. No one... Is proactively trying to break the the so-called generational curse of infidelity in my family. Except, and now I feel like I have to do everything possible to do that, or to to be the one that doesn't fall into that trap. So that's why I'm like I'm glad I have the kind of attitude that I do. Some people call it stingy. I just call it focused. No, I'm glad too. I literally call it focus because like I can't entertain females, girls get on my nerves, man. Cause like I have a certain standard for myself and then for other people. Uh, I mean, not so much for other people. I really don't expect much from other people, oh, <laughs> but I, I mean, in terms of the opposite sex, like when I sometimes I don't understand, or I can't, I can understand the mindset of people cheating, but to me, I'm just like, it's annoying. It's frustrating. Cause women, a lot of girls out there, unless you can do my taxes like you can be my own personal cpa you can help me scale a business or something There's like that a lot of
1: female cpas out there jordan
0: no i'm just <laughs> but you know what I, you know what i mean like unless you can actually provide some sort of value then you should be my wife not my fling but a lot of people just chase flings and so therefore it is a waste of time it's a waste of vitality to me and so i just don't get them the the point Anyways, and I'm of, so glad
1: you feel that way.
0: No, of course. I bet you are glad I feel <laughs> that way. But that's just me. I that's, feel like
1: I emotionally can't handle that kind of stress. That's just that's going down a really bad rabbit hole that I would never want to get into.
0: Um, nowhere
1: close.
0: It's funny you mention that because your um your boy Derek Jackson he had that the whole thing. <laughs> earlier this year why don't you uh, go ahead and tell us tell us about that and and, and just like i want to hear from your perspective what do you think about the whole cheating thing with him no i mean just in general like seeing his story and then now i don't
1: don't even remember his story because i didn't know who he was before the whole cheating scandal so i don't even know if he did this on purpose or like purposely linked whatever got out there for people to know that he was cheating on his wife because like i said i had no idea who he was but um i thought it was kind of crazy and it got even crazier after he did a reaction video to
0: that was funny though
1: (laughs) a reaction video to his own video basically i don't know like confessing to the fact that he did cheat but i don't know i that situations like that scared me so much I feel like that's like my worst fear in like other than us getting divorced would be to get cheated on while I'm married to you like I don't know there's just something about that that's like nothing you can do everything else but I feel like that would just set me off the rails like I know I see why I don't know it's just like knowing that you're being with somebody else and I feel like it's also because of an emotional thing like I know what they say like with guys it's like it's just physical it's not emotional but for me I feel like in order to do that with somebody would have to be emotional so I guess in my head I'm thinking okay well he's like giving himself all to her and he's giving himself all to her and uh you know what what's wrong here with our picture like i don't know i feel like i would be so scared about that because i don't know if it would be able to be salvaged like i don't think i could forgive something like that and then that's just another bad chain of going into my second worst fear of us getting divorced
0: i would say half the time it's just physical but for the most part people it's the the shiny object syndrome because people we always have to have the new thing. We get tired of the one thing that we're using. We get tired of the, the old car that we're driving. It could be, cause like, think about Maya and how she wants a new car and all of a sudden, it's just burning a hole in her pocket. All of a sudden, oh, I don't have time to save up money to put down a car. I don't have my time to save up and buy a car outright. You've been driving that Honda Accord. Just
1: got a job, and right,
0: you you've been driving that Honda since your senior year of high school.
1: Three years
0: now. Three years, ever since she graduated, like she a senior four years, yeah, senior year of high school. You were driving that car. I just want, I just want somebody. Just just let that sink in for a second. You're telling me, going back and forth to Miami. It all this time all
1: that long, but you can't drive it twenty minutes to work anymore. You ain't got time to save Yeah, for you the can't
0: car. you can't drive it to twenty minutes to the next town over to make the money that you're gonna make every weekend, got no bills, no rent to pay, no nothing. You're telling me all of a sudden you have you just it no, the car is not gonna last that long.
1: So was that lack of self discipline or lack of financial education?
0: It's both, but self-discipline, because like I said, people get tired of driving of or using the, the, the same thing. People get tired of doing the same thing over and over again. I'm guilty of that, too, when it comes to something that is ultimately pointless, which is why when we talked about before, I don't know if you remember when we were driving to South Carolina, we were talking about people dating and relationships and stuff like that when it comes to the whole sex thing, which we'll get to on a different day on the actual show, but... When it comes to dating and relationships, when I talked about how people, if they just talk about their goals and you get to the point of what it is that you actually want to accomplish and the reason why, when you get to the why, everything changes. Some conversations you won't even have to have. There will never be any awkward moment about, oh, should we have sex now or is this happening? Oh, I don't really want to. I want to wait till marriage. That That would never come up because the why, the end goal is... This is what I want. And if you know what you want before you get there and you're working backwards, you're going to align yourself in certain situations or uh, remove yourself from certain situations to prevent that outcome.
1: Okay. So what happens when you're saying your goals and what you want and a person's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want that same thing too. And, but they're not really telling the truth.
0: Actions speak louder than words, but because I mean, at the end of the day, people can say whatever they want. But at the end of the day, for one, you have to have a little bit of discernment with whoever you're talking to, like you have a brain, you can tell and read people and stuff like that. But I don't know, I'm not gonna get too much into that cause that is for a different day. <laughs> but the point is people get tired of doing the same thing over and over again. It is both a lack of self-discipline, self-control, all the above. Not saying anybody. I'm not saying I'm perfect. But the, the the difference is when you're doing something worthwhile, if it's not worthwhile, you will get tired of it and then treat it poorly or throw it away or go to something else Yeah. So because we, you don't really value it.
1: So it, we've been married for almost five years now. So then what do you say to those people? Because we all know there's like ups and downs and marriages and happy times and then boring times so like what do you say to those people who are in those boring situations and it's just like it's one of those down times and they're just not as disciplined to just stay put and just write out that little down slash boring period
0: it's the ebb and flows of life that's just how life is and what do I say to those people? I say, look at your daily life. And I think it, it helps that I'm on this journey of, or, you know, trying to be on this journey of uh, semen retention. And the reason for that is because on those days where I feel like, and because this is how it goes for a male, when you're trying to preserve and you're trying to not do that kind of stuff, it starts off. You'll get a burst of energy and you'll want to do it 24 seven and you'll want to do it all the time because you just want that, that fix, that dopamine hit for like the first two days, first three days, you're just going to be ready to go. And then day four comes and then you start to get irritable. You start to get irritable. Maybe if you're not aware of it, it will, it will present itself that way. You'll start to get irritable and just like, man, I feel depressed, especially like not doing it is one thing, but when you're doing it and then not getting that climax, it is eventually it's almost intensifying that irritable feeling. So you start to feel depressed, like, with man, the semen
1: retention, you mean?
0: Yes, because then it feels like I'm never going to get satisfaction. I'm never going to. And it just kind of feels like, oh, what's the point? And it really does make you feel kind of apathetic towards the whole activity. But that's the lesson. The lesson is it's not about you. It's about the other person Uh, flip it on its head. And so my my response to that is don't get married because when you get married, it ain't about you anymore. And the conventional wisdom, I've heard people say this before, too. Oh, I want. Well, it's a it's a give and take. It's 50 50. Oh, you know, sometimes I got to think about me, too. No, you don't. I remember talking to somebody about this And it's funny that I had this kind of Inclination when I when I We had just got married And I was talking to somebody at Greenway about this Misty, you know, 40 I don't know how old she was But, um, you know Older woman, single Jumping from relationship to relationship You know, that kind of thing mm-hmm. Probably had good men come in her life And just didn't stick around Because she wasn't Listed ready up, for that yeah. Whatever it was But it was something like that And I remember telling her I forget what questions she asked me but I said no it's funny it works out just fine it, it's no different because I'm not really worried about me I'm not really thinking about myself wait, or my needs wait what
1: did she needs. say that prompted you to say
0: that I think she asked me if oh, it was about to tell
1: it, on yourself what she, did she say <laughs>
0: no I think she she was just saying or asking what's it like to be married now or like how do you feel as if like because I'm so young I'm supposed to be like oh my god it's such an adjustment I had to learn to live with somebody else and I was just like, nah. I mean, I'm not really worried about myself. So it actually, I don't feel any different because it's the same thing I was doing before. And I knew that back then. I was just like, it's not about me. It's about somebody else. Now you want to still mentally take care of yourself and don't drive yourself to insanity. But at the end of the day, it's about the other person. So when you take yourself out of the equation you're free of outcome with everything and when you're free of outcome life is a lot easier for you and things just flow
1: because if you were to speak about that like about that way to your about your kids then people would be all for it so it's the same thing as doing it with your spouse as in putting that other person first like you always hear people say yeah put your kids first but then you should be doing the same thing with your spouse so it's not crazy when you say it like that it makes perfect sense
0: yeah and I mean more so for the kids too but um yeah I mean that's pretty much what it is it's just about dying to yourself every single day and that's the point that is the point that is life especially from a male's perspective from a man's perspective your entire life is sacrifice it's not fair (laughs) <laughs> it never will be fair It's not Life ain't fair And that's the thing And a lot of people Don't want to hear that A lot of people Don't want to stomach that Because it's like I tried
1: my like, best To make it fair Huh? I tried my best To make it fair
0: I mean no, it's just it, it. That's just not It's not your job though But um That's what it is It's just Your whole life Is sacrifice And so When it comes to dealing with something or dealing with the same thing for many years like I said uh, if it's worth it which your marriage should be worth it to you having a successful marriage raising a successful family and being the patriarch of your family that should be worth it to you and if it's worth it to you then you'll do what you need to to preserve it which means not losing focus and just sleeping with somebody because oh I just wanted something different because those thoughts do come up sometimes yeah like it's just a reality like you just think man i wonder what it would be like on the other side like i wonder what it'll be like with that person or how different my life would be if i was with this person and but the thing is just like just as quickly as you think about that as quickly as you just forget about it and say nah (laughs) that's not true i know what's on the other side of that
1: i feel like it that that was the key what you said about focus i feel like that's the key for those. Well, not just for those kinds of people, but for anyone who's gonna be married or is married in general. Is just staying focused and keeping your eye on on the prize, keeping your attention to God and your spouse and your household.
0: Yeah, because at the end of the day, man, it's just that's life. We are taught to if you're not happy then move then do something else and to a certain degree that's okay to a certain degree i understand that sentiment but it depends on what it is and what it's dealing with because just because you're not happy with the job doesn't always mean you should leave that's what i kept saying with my past job no i'm not happy with it but they're paying me money <laughs> And like I ain't gonna be mad at that Like they're, I'm getting a check At the end of the month Regardless If I like it or not So I'm not gonna leave I wasn't happy with Anything that we were doing And I knew where the road Was going to head But I said I, I'm not the one leaving It was like a relationship Like No I love her I'm not gonna be the one To leave her She's gonna have to leave me Except right, There was no love In this relationship yeah, was, But um Yeah it was just like I wasn't going to be the one to leave. No, I wasn't happy, but I said, you know, keep perspective. I get to sit here at my house. I get to work in my, my shorts. Yeah, there was a lot of perks. Yeah. And for the most part, they were understanding with my personal life somewhat until, you know, <laughs> numbers don't add up, but yeah, that's the thing. You have to just keep perspective. So if not, if it's making you physically sick, to go yeah, somewhere yeah and and then to be somewhere because i remember matthews at one point it was getting to the point where i was just like i remember i would take these walks these breaks and i would just walk all the way to the end of the road on sprint boulevard around that cul-de-sac walk around the buildings walk all around that circle <laughs> Oh, used to
1: be out a little while longer.
0: Literally, I just remember just walking. I remember I think one time I
1: developed a smoking habit just to go and take smoke breaks. Just to
0: yeah, get that was an there. option. But nah, I mean, speaking of smoke breaks, I used to go with Jessie on her <laughs> smoke breaks just to stand out there and talk to her <laughs> because, like, I just wanted to get out of there. I remember. I remember it got so bad towards right before I left Kevin who is usually like the workhorse too and always at his desk like he was a good old boy he was out there he literally brought his fishing equipment and he went out to the lake and was fishing that day oh yeah because
1: <laughs> to work with the plan that day huh
0: oh yeah this is during work hours we're supposed to be at our desk I was take I was taking my walk And I passed by him (laughs) And and he's fishing He's he's literally just fishing I said this is rich And mind you I was the first person to leave When Kevin left I was shocked Because I had no idea he was even planning on leaving Wow But um Anyways I I mean I see all that to say like that's That's what it is it's all about focus It's never going to be You know what you want it to be Most of the time
1: But Self-discipline
0: yeah it just depends on what you're willing to do for it and that's where kind of what brings us to where we are today hence why we're here on twitch on the first episode well not first episode but that's why we're here because
1: it's a, just a pilot
0: uh something like that but basically you just here i am telling myself we're asking myself what is it worth to you What is true freedom worth to you? Because the way I see it, that will not be possible with this amount of stuff that I have to do on a daily basis and deal with. It's just, and I was telling you this before too, where at some point one of them is going to overlap the other. And it already started happening. I
1: thought you knew something that I didn't because you kept saying it so much. And I'm like, is there something you need to tell me? What are they saying to you?
0: Like. What's they weren't on? saying nothing <laughs> That's the best part They weren't saying a word
1: But somehow you knew
0: I knew because I've been in this situation before Which is kind of what Led to my accident at Matthews um, Because Things were moving At a very quick pace In terms of hiring And firing And training And all that stuff Because He was trying to eliminate All the excuses And basically Put the microscope on And say Oh oh that's right no, okay. you have no excuse now yeah I gave you training I did all this and now this is what makes sense but all that stuff but you
1: were killing it there
0: hmm. you were it was about to catch up with me because Canada was not working Canada was but
1: you got the territory when it was damaged
0: uh somewhat like the thing the thing with Canada and actually I say it was not working but it could have the only problem is that there's a nasty snowstorm at the time And I couldn't even fly up there to do my first inspection on the job because we have been certified
1: to do that. Yeah,
0: and so I was supposed to fly up there to do my first inspection, and that was just what what the situation was. But, anyways, I think it's just a matter of asking yourself what's worth it to your you know to your life, what you want to do, ultimately, and to me, freedom. And I don't mean just, oh, I can't work for someone. Because people people throw that out a lot. Like, oh, I want to be my own boss. No, you yeah, don't. I think they
1: just say that because they don't want to work. Like, they don't want to have to get up every morning and work. But I feel like when you're your own boss, it almost takes like twice as much work to actually make a successful business. I know this because I'm trying to do it myself now, and it's not easy. <laughs> it's hard.
0: Yeah, real quick, just tell us about that. how's How's your your um, your new venture going
1: very slowly i have a lot of work that i still need to do with opening accounts and getting licenses and renewing my actual license it's all just paperwork right now
0: yeah that's what a lot of it is at first but the quicker you do that the more i I only say the more easy it is because then you actually have to work so
1: yeah but I mean I still can't wait to you know be my own boss and work for myself I know it's gonna be some work but I can't wait to do it it's just gonna be rewarding I feel like the reason for me is more so so I can like dedicate my time to you and the kids more yeah
0: here's a common misconception about being your own boss
1: well no and I'm talking about in my specific service I literally control the amount of hours I work The amount of time that I Have to physically be out in the field working
0: It's one thing when You have things coming to you already But when you're starting your own business Your own name Your own everything You don't have people coming to you You have to go out and get them it's like, I'm not talking about contract work I'm talking about this is your own thing And you don't have anybody coming to you And that's where the work begins Because oh, I know. Like that's what I'm saying It's That's just,
1: the one thing that's held me back from actually doing this The whole time Luckily I have you To do what? To get me connects
0: No I don't This is your business I'm literally trying to build my own
1: You got me connects already Yes you
0: have. The point is, the point is, is like that's one thing, here's a misconception. People think that, oh, I'm starting my own business, I'm going to get my own time back. Oh, I'm going to have time to do this." No, you don't. No, you don't. You cannot even it doesn't matter what field you're in, it doesn't matter what you do. People think that because you become your own boss, oh, I'm going to have time to do things, okay, you'll be broke too. Because the amount of time that you think that you have In free time, you don't have And that's time that you need to be spending Literally working your face off
1: Yeah, but in my specific Situation I'm not really what about it? I'm not really Going to be broke I'm not the main
0: Okay, in in your specific well, oh, situation I'm me. I, But I'm, I'm the saying main
1: Income driver in the household I have that flexibility To be able to work as much or as little as i want and you know still have plenty of time for you and the kids
0: freaking females <laughs> but oh, i saw a street light on outside and i thought it was our porch light that was actually working no silly me nothing works out there but um but you know that's that's fine And I wish you the best Of course Cause you know It's my best interest too That you're bringing some money But, um, but Yeah I think This is We'll shut it down for tonight I had, uh, I had fun
1: Yeah, my eyes are getting sleepy
0: I think this is Definitely something I want to keep doing Agreed And so uh, Thanks for joining me You'll be joining me A lot more often I guess
1: You're welcome
0: I guess I'll see you in the first episode of the actual podcast. Right?
1: Yeah, I'll be here for that episode and many more after that.
0: Yeah, I would say follow us on Twitter or something like that, but we don't have that yet. <laughs> we don't and have that yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't really use Twitter like that.
1: Um I don't know. We might make one if we get enough um of a following.
0: Yeah, so start here on Twitch. If you see this video, make sure to drop a follow. Um follow us on youtube that is going to be coming very soon i can't provide links so i'm not even going to do too many shout outs when it comes to social media because it ain't there yet start by following us here first that'd be great but uh
1: everything will be coming here first anyway so
0: yeah yeah you'll, you'll get notified definitely follow and then hit the notification icon i think they have something like that i don't know i'm still learning the platform too uh, let you know when actually, yeah, put in your email and it'll let you know whenever we start the stream. We'll try to do this every day, definitely not at night, but during the day, you'll be able to catch the replay. If not, is there anything that I forgot to cover?
1: Nope, you got it all. Great, good night. <laughs> is it dumb?